Hi, my name is Josh McCarthy, and I want to welcome you to another edition of our Ask the Experts Weekend here on 104.5 WOKV. And this show is dedicated to you, the workforce of today and tomorrow. Pete, the job guy, Langlois, introduces his listeners to the most innovative companies, and he explores the career journeys behind some of the world's most influential individuals. And this is all done with an honest and oh-so-entertaining filter that is unique to Pete, the job guy, Langlois. Take it away, Pete. Out there, all you hard workers, and I'd like to congratulate you. You just made a wise decision, and that is listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy. And it's a smart and wise decision because the show is dedicated to, to you, the workforce of today and tomorrow. We give career advice, we help you to be more effective and productive in your jobs, and we also introduce you to some of Jacksonville's most influential people, and they share with you information about themselves, the great organizations they represent, but we also tell you how you can get involved. My co-host, is, as always, is the semi-world famous Angie Langlois. Say hey, Angie. What's up? Ho, ho, ho. Getting close to the holidays. <laughs> awesome, Angie. Well, you know what? Uh, I, when I, if you haven't listened to the show, that's, that's a big part of the show is us introducing you to people. And it, it's a great part. I learn something each and every week. And you will too. So I always welcome you to take some notes or jot something down and do something differently as a result of listening to the show because you'll be the better for it. Another part of the show, and this is my little gift to you, is each week we get a Boston update from Boston Danny. And Boston Danny, he is so funny. He tells us all about the fair city of Boston. He'll tell us about the weather, brag about his sports teams, and about his grandson Desmond. But he does something for you folks. If you have a special someone, and it's their birthday or an anniversary, or maybe someone just made your workday a little bit brighter, and you'd like to recognize them for it and say thanks, well, shoot me an email. Send your email to Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. I will give that to Boston Danny. Boston Danny will give your person a wicked piss of shout out like only Boston Danny can. So make sure you send me the messages and tell me what you'd like to say. And Boston Danny, I promise you, will have this really nice message. He will butcher your name because I don't think he's ever said any. I think he could say Smith as Smythe. He never gets them right. But it is hilarious and it's a fun part of the show. I'm going to introduce you to my first guest. Let me read her bio because I want to make sure I get it right. Our guest today is Kelly Manel. And Kelly is a specialist in emotional intelligence, and we're going to learn about a lot about what emotional intelligence, or EI, is. And she's serving organizations through executive coaching and leadership development. Recently, she was asked by the Goldman EI organization to serve as a meta-coach, teaching other coaches to understand how EI, uh, how to use EI in their own practice. Kelly's practice spans over 30 years. She's the founder of EI Global Inc. and coaches executives and leaders globally. She is currently coaching executives in many industries, including medical research, pharma, healthcare, and global products and services. During the pandemic, Kelly 
presented sessions to various audiences on how to use their emotional intelligence to enhance their emotional well-being and build resilience. Resilience was key through the doggone pandemic. Kelly, welcome back to Hard Worker with well, Pete the Job Guy. Thank you, Pete the Job Guy. How are you? It's great to see you again in person. Holy cow. I know it. I've seen you through <laughs> some se- through some seminars and seen you, you know, and on, on teams and Zoom meetings. But it is good to see you again and spend some time. It is wonderful. And, uh, You're looking good, Pete. Thank you. The beard. Yeah, I look like Santa Claus. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> but it's here. I'm going to let Angie kick it off and start and ask you the first question. So, Kelly, thank you for coming on the show again. Um, and I know this is one of Pete's favorite topics. And I have to say, emotional intelligence has to be pretty much invaluable at this point. Um, but I don't know a lot about it. And I'm sure there's listeners that don't either. Let's take a broad brush and tell us what is EI or emotional intelligence. Wow, what a big question. I'll try to keep it concise, Ange. So, yeah, there's a lot of people that don't know about it, and I say it's like a common sense but not a common practice. Mm. So I'll do that as common sense but not always a common practice, right? So that's you can write that one down. So what 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 is emotional intelligence and why is it important? So I like to describe it as a set of skills or competencies that help us navigate our world. Based on neuroscience, the research has demonstrated that those with higher emotional intelligence skills can make better decisions. And mm. who really doesn't want to make better decisions? And when you look back, you look at your younger life, you say, wow, <laughs> I made some decisions I don't think I would make today. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> So, we're, so we have the we have the um, the gift of hindsight in our corner at this point in our lives, right? So, if we think about it, what the research shows is that these people with higher EI can strive and meet and exceed high standards. So, as you can imagine, employers are they sort of gets their attention. You know, wait a minute, high standards that sounds really cool. They can adapt to change and help make change happen for them and for other people in their environment. They can maintain their effectiveness under stress, which is like, wow, we've all been under a lot of stress lately, and looking for ways to overcome obstacles. They have the ability to show empathy and insight in their relationships, which makes them better friends at times, right? Mm. They can resolve conflict, lead others, and cooperate in conflict situations. They're able to influence coach and develop others, which is what we look for in leadership development work, right, when we do that. And they are able to bring out the best in themselves and others. And wow, that sounds like a really great list, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, those those things alone make you a, a better leader, a better person, uh, a better co-worker. Uh, I mean, this is, this is important stuff. When I look at my own uh, personal and professional journey, one thing that I really have uh, I don't want to say I've mastered it because I'm still a work in progress, but self-awareness mm. is something that um, I didn't have mm-hmm. uh, years back. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's helped me in a lot of different ways, cope and handle. Um, and uh, the way I choose to engage, mm-hmm. it's a lot of knowing, uh, having this self-awareness. What mm-hmm. uh, what are some of the skills in EI? I know self-awareness mm. is one of them, but what are they? What are the skills? Oh, sets? my gosh. Well, there, there are four what we call composite types of skills, right? And that's self-awareness. And then, of course, at once we're self-aware, 
then we might need to understand that we have to self-regulate. It's like, oh, wow, we have emotions and feelings and they're showing up in our world, right? We might have to self-regulate them. Even even the exciting skills, right? We might have to bring those in a little bit too, right? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, when you say self-regulate, that's me. Like I have a tendency when I get a little fired up and um, I've, I've always dove into confrontation like it was you know, it's just just another thing to deal with, right? And <laughs> and I, I I didn't shy away from it. Right. Now, um, because of my self awareness, I self regulate. If there's mm-hmm. a in a situation where I might get fiery, I mm-hmm. remove myself from the mm-hmm. situation because I've had a tendency to to kind of go lowbrow in my mm-hmm. uh, the way I engage mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, me. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, I just, I, no, that's every the time, Boston coming out. You know, I, right, that's it. And every time I talk to you, like, I, I can't help but uh, plug it in to my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful, Pete. Yep. I'm so happy about yeah. that. Thank you. So you said those skills are the self awareness. And by the way, that's a lifetime of work, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't just like get it. And I was telling a group of scientists actually this morning, global scientists, you don't kind of take the test and you get an A and you go home, right? This is like, oh, <laughs> we have to keep working on it <laughs> because things change in our lives. I mean, we, we grow, we get different stressors, we get older, we have reflection, we learn a lot. It's like, oh, wow, I can learn from that and so forth. So the self-awareness is a full-time job. It's, it's for the rest of our lives. And, so, and that's also the cool part about emotional intelligence. Our IQ, when we come into this world and we grow up until around age 18, depending on our nutrition and our our nurturing, our IQ is pretty much set around that time for most people, right? And so that's going to be done. It's a done deal. But the good news is that emotional intelligence, from the day you begin to learn it, you've already improved it. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, it's better already. And if you're focusing on it, or if you have a coach or a therapist or a really cool workplace that people are having a, what they call an emotional language that's incorporated in the culture, then you continue to grow exponentially in that. And that's such a beautiful thing. And that's why organizations love emotional intelligence in their corporate culture, organizational development work, because mm-hmm. you can raise the emotional intelligence of an entire organization and that is another level oh, yeah. of discussion. That's, that's next yeah, level. That's stuff. next level. That's but next we've level. talked about emotional yeah. self-awareness, yep. emotional self-regulation. There's two of the four. What are that's the other it. two? So the other two are then, okay, once we've got self, okay, those two are self. The other two are other, right? They're mm-hmm. Oh, look out, look around. There's a lot of other people in this room right now. There's the producer and other people, right? So now we have to have social awareness. We have to be aware of what's happening with other people so that we understand how to integrate our comments and our everything else into the into the world, right? So we have social awareness that makes us aware of others and then relationship management which helps us have an engagement with another person. And then a sustained ability to have an ongoing relationship like the two of you be- beautiful people have in <laughs> your life. You have a beautiful, sustained relationship, which means you have relationship management skills as demonstrated. Oh, we do. But, you know, like you said, it's always a work in progress. Yeah. You know, oh, it's yeah. something like you've been married for over 20 years. You know, we know uh, who does what, when, and, you know, how we fit and how we deal well with each other. Right. You know, when do you poke the bear and when do you just walk away? (laughs) 
and I'll ask you later which one's the bear. But for now, <laughs> we're going to talk about some experts that I've learned a lot from. And one of them is named, a gentleman's named Daniel Goleman. And he was the one who wrote the book in 1995. It's like IQ, or, or emotional intelligence, rather, emotional intelligence and why it can be more important than IQ, which set the industry, all of industry, on its head. Because long time ago, employers and, and the intelligence community and everybody hired people off of their scores in school, right? So you got an A in math, great. You, you nailed algebra, great. You're going to be the leader of the group, right? Now, we know now that those kind of skills, those technical mathematical skills or English skills or, or whatever else technical skills don't translate into people's skills. They translate directly to those particular critical skills, technical skills that we're looking for. But that doesn't make one an inspirational leader. Those are other skills we also have to learn. So those technical skills are important. And what they call, Dan calls them threshold skills. They get you in the door and you get to work here and do this cool stuff. And once you're in the door, then you got to look up and you go, oh, all these people I have to work with, well, I have to get to know their names. What do they do? Do I have to go to a meeting with one? Do I have to listen to somebody? Do I have to not interrupt? Do I have to get back with somebody? Do I have to clog client? Those are all people skills, right? And so when you look at jobs in leadership, emotional intelligence is most of what you then need moving oh, forward, up to 90%. Right. When you look at the pie chart, it's a much bigger piece of the pie. Does that make sense? It, it does. Kelly, I don't know if you listened to my show last week. You probably didn't, but let me just tell you. My two guests last week were Dan Richard uh, and Karthik Umapathy. They're both uh, University of North Florida professors. One teaches uh, psychology, runs a psychology program. The other uh, runs the uh, computer science program, okay? Together. They have a project, DSSG, Data Science for Social Good, mm -hmm. because one deals with the the, the skills, the, the the data and the analytics, uh, the math that's yep. all required. Uh, and the other deals with the the other side, you know, the critical thinking, the project management, engaging with other, others, uh, uh, the presentation. So to make the, the interns that go through the program much Beautiful. more well-rounded. Oh, that music right there tells us we need to take a quick break and listen to this message from our show sponsor. You're listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy on 104.5. WOKV. Hey, Jacksonville, it's me, Angie Langlois, one of the managing partners here to Ascenda Resources in Jacksonville, Florida. Ascenda Resources is an award-winning, certified minority-owned staffing firm that specializes in placing highly skilled professionals on a temporary, temp to perm, or direct hire basis. Call the true professionals at Ascendo today because despite the current challenges, our talented recruiters can find exactly what you need. Call me, Angie Langlois, at 904 Four seven nine nine six one zero. Welcome back, you hard workers, and that is our show sponsor. Ascendo Resources. If you need staffing assistance in North Florida, just reach out to our good friends at Ascendo Resources. Angie, why don't you ask Kelly our next question? So, Kelly, I'm thinking in my head of some executives, and I'm like, wow. Um, that, that must be some job you're doing over there. Um, so let's say they're out there and maybe somebody's encouraging them to maybe re uh, reach out to you or something similar. Like, where would you even start um, with this? <laughs> 
Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> so we went for like a coaching to, to get them coached or yeah, let's, to help Let's help say them. you're coaching an executive. What's yeah. what's first base? Like what what's the first thing you do in that that journey with yeah. them? Yeah, so that's a that's a super question because um uh, what I what I would like to do, what I and what I typically do, 99% of the time is we use an assessment, and I'm certified in a half a dozen emotional intelligence assessments. Um, the the latest one is Dan Goldman's assessment. It's a 360. It's called an, the ESCI, and that's one of the ones that I use of, uh, among many. There are other that are self-report that are easy to use that I use often globally because they can. The, some of them are done in like all the different languages that we use um, in business. And so um, it just depends on which one. There are several very well, uh, well done, reliable and valid assessments. There are many, but there are several that are at the top of the pile. I use only the few that are at the top of the pile. All right. So I would use an assessment like that because that helps give us a, a starting point and it's speeds up the whole process, right? Somebody gets a ton of feedback very quickly. And depending on what type of assessment, if it's a 360, then they're getting information from all the people around them, especially at the very senior levels. If they're using a self-report, then they get a big uh, data dump where they get all, all kinds of ideas and tips and tools to use as they grow their awareness in this. And and usually when I start out with somebody younger in, in the chain, like a manager or manager leader that's coming up to that level, we'll give them the self-report just so they can learn the language. Like, Pete, you're like, what's self-awareness? I was teaching a class recently in an engineering firm and this young man in the front row, no names, really nice, <laughs> nice gentleman, got all A's in school and engineering and he's sitting there and he's feeling so excited. And the first slide is his self-awareness and he said, self-awareness, wait a minute, he raised his hand, What's that? Is that a thing? Are we supposed to know this already? And they didn't teach us this in uh, my oh, class. Yeah. And, and then the CEOs got up and said, yes, and this might be the most important class you will ever take, right? So anyway, this is then what you need in the workplace, right? So we would start with an assessment, and then we might coach the person for a long period of time or an extended period of time to teach them what those skills look like in life. Right. Yeah. Right. So this, the you know, the self, the, the assessment to get into the self awareness component, yeah. understanding some of the vocabulary associated with right, the, right, yeah. uh, with EI. Um, uh, so it's a little bit of a journey, right? I guess yeah. each and every time yeah. when you uh, when you teach the, the the courses or you're doing executive coaching, it's a journey, right? Yeah, it right. is, and it's actually for both of us because. We as human beings continue to learn whatever side we're on of this of this uh, table, right? Um, you know, Dan Goldman says, you know, we're now being judged by a new yardstick, not just by how smart we are or by our training and expertise, but also how well we handle ourselves and each other. Wow. I know. It's a good one, right? Powerful stuff. You might want to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I got a, a, a couple of questions yeah. to, to, yeah. to get to you. And this one, let's kind of go quickly. Some practical applications. I'm a business person. What are some practical applications of EI uh, in the business uh, world? So practical applications. So you mean like in the workday or, or what some of the skills and competencies are? Well, I could see how it would be important to use as maybe a hiring tool. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Um, 
like if I'm more self-aware from looking to yeah. if, uh, from a candidate, maybe perhaps looking for a new job. Yeah. It, well, as as a matter of fact, there there is there are a number of the assessments. One in particular that I'm that I use that you actually can use as a pre-hire. It's validated in court. Some of them are not in that way, um, and that's important. You know, with my HR background, we have to be mindful of all of the legal requirements. But essentially, you could use if you were. I mean, you are an agency staffing agency. You could use, for instance, and employers do use certain assessments like this uh, for pre-hire to see what the fit is. If they validated in this particular position that you're going to need, for instance, this certain type of critical skills thinking or emotional expression and interpersonal uh, relationship abilities, you can you can measure that. If somebody is in the certain percentile, then it's a, a signal that they're likely to do better than a candidate that may fall really off the chart, right? Mm -hmm. And um, typically, even when you work with somebody, they'll tell you that as well after they take their step and say, you know, I'm not real outgoing. Why am I applying for this sales job? You know, <laughs> so, right, right. and do I have to call on people like in person or can I just call them on the phone? <laughs> and so these are important, like, you know, from staffing, how you kind of miss it sometimes, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, I didn't know that that person didn't like doing that, right? right. And they might not have known it either until they get there. And then we all find out, right? Right, right. <laughs> so right. you save people a lot of tra time and trouble yeah. sometimes, yeah. Right, right. All right. And I'm thinking, too, if people are much more aware of their emotional intelligence and you do some training and coaching and increase a, a, a team's EI quotient, uh, yes. let, let's say, yeah. the performance of the, the, the workers, I would have to think, yeah. would be impacted. The it's, level of customer service they amazing. deliver internally yeah. into their internal yeah. customers, into their external customers. I can just think of so many practical applications of EI in the business world. Oh, Pete, you got it. So Corn Ferry, by the way, has done an enormous amount of research they published. And I have I have access to, I was licensed with, with this group. And so they've given me some incredible data. And so here's an example, a study of 300 top level executives from 15 global companies, 85 to 95% of the leadership success was linked to their social and emotional intelligence. And that's one of, these, one of these instruments that I'm talking about that we've used for that. In a study of 100 leaders from family firms, because if people say, I'm family firms, we don't have time for this, guess what? You don't have time not to do it, right? Uh, with revenues ranging from under 25 million to 500 million, emotional and social intelligence explained two-thirds of the variance in the leadership effectiveness. So you're talking about the ROI and the bottom line mm -hmm. in every occasion. Um, in uh, star performers, here's another example. Education, experience, and IQ are core requirements for the top 20 professionals. But once you get there, the ones with a high EI deliver the top 1% of the ROI. Wow. Like, What? You know, so everybody asks me, the CEO says, can I duplicate that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> are you able to inject the rest of them with what this guy has or, or right, this gal, right? right. Yeah. And that's that's not, I'm not joking. That is well, a we, <laughs> we know that to be true. You know, the old yeah. uh, Pareto principle where, you know, 20% of the people make up 80% of your business. And that's that's true in, in, in our world. You know, when we look at our top performers, the, the top probably 10% make up. 90% of our business, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's just like that. And Angie Langlois is one of them. Yeah. So is Alexis is going to be on the, the next part of the show. All right. We've got a time for a couple more questions. Go ahead, Angie. All right. So let's like, I get the, the, um, employer side, right? Yeah. Yeah. What about just well-being and mental health? Like oh. how does it relate and how important is that? Well, thank you so much for asking. Cause right now, I mean, Angie, you know that we're, we've continued to struggle with, 
the global pandemic. And of course, it's not over. I mean, you hear on the news, the different countries really struggling with all of this. And then um, on top of that, the prolonged stress that we've all been under, the mental health um, providers are now talking about people now in, in, in many places globally suffering from acute uh, or traumatic stress. And so this is, this is really becoming more of a challenge. And whether you like it or not, whether you're a person going to work or you're an employer, you're impacted by it, right? And so what I encourage people to do is use their emotional intelligence to become more self-aware, both as an employer or for yourself. And so the, the pattern here, as I teach, is that we talk about self-awareness, which means recognizing the emotions inside yourself, like what's coming up. And if you're getting prolonged stress, it's really to pay attention to it. Develop your emotional vocabulary. That gives you words so that you can articulate it. Hey, Ange, I'm feeling really stressed right now. At one of 10, I'm at an eight, right? Well, so we need to tell people that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then the third piece is that what is this feeling trying to tell me? Am I overwhelmed? Do I need to take something off my plate? Again, social emotional relationship, we got to tell somebody. We can't do this all by ourselves, right? Right. I mean, you know, it's nice to get a bath or relax a little, but we got to tell somebody, right? Kelly, we're running up against the clock right now. Let's get some contact information. Yeah. If people want to learn more about emotional intelligence or they'd like to engage you directly, how can people reach out to you and get a hold of you? Oh, well, easy. Kelly at eiglobal.net. Real easy. The website's up there, too. And I even have uh, something called a pandemic playbook that's on the website. Anybody can download it. It's, it's easy, and it has beautiful tips and ideas for how to help or just re relax yourself or your, share it with your team. It's called the Pandemic Playbook. It's both in English and in Spanish. Pete, if you like a copy, I'll send you a, one of each. And oh, so you'll have that as well. I'd love yeah. it, guys. That's <laughs> Kelly Manel. <laughs> Kelly Manel. Kelly at eiglobal.net is how you get a hold of her. Kelly, thank you for being on Hard Work. It would Pete the job guy again. It's great to see both of you again. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, that music tells us we're coming to the bottom of the hour break right now stay with us for the second half you're listening to hard worker with pete the job guy on 104.5 wokv welcome back to hard worker to pete the job guy with 104.5 wokv oh welcome back all you hard workers that little voice that welcomes us back from the break, uh, the bottom of the hour break each and every week. That's Jaden, and he's about four years old, and he is the son of our producer, and our producer is Jay, and he's phenomenal. We're lucky to have him. He's a, he's a professional producer, and he's slumming on my show, I'll tell you what. <laughs> We're so glad to have him, but Jaden, welcome back, all you uh, work. <laughs> it's so cute. I love it. So, But uh, anywho, all right, second, uh, first part show we had kelly manell on and kelly is an emotional intelligence expert if you did not listen to the first part of the show shame on you set your clocks and uh next time get the first part uh because <laughs> it's really important she told us a lot of information if you want more information uh, about emotional intelligence or you want to get in touch with kelly her, number, her uh, email address is kelly at eiglobal.net, and it's Kelly Manell, and she'll be happy to help you. On the second part of the show, we've asked 
Alexis Brown to come to our show and, and spend some time with us today. Alexis is the managing director of our temporary staffing services, and she, oh, you know what? I'll let Alexis tell you. Well, welcome to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy, Alexis. Well, hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, why don't um, you tell all the listener, the, uh, listeners here, what, what do you do? Well, um, I'm Alexis Brown. I'm the managing director at Ascendo, at, like you said, over the temporary services. And basically what I do all day long is I help people find jobs and companies find people. All right. That's a noble profession because you're helping both sides. You're helping people find jobs and you're helping companies that need those people. I asked you in here today. Because you and Angie are going to help give advice. This is a show all about the workforce of today and tomorrow. I invite anybody that has a work-related work question to just send me an email, pete at petethejobguy.com. And periodically, I, I answer emails all day long that, that come in. People ask different questions. How do I handle this? My boss this, this person that, whatever. How do I fill out a, uh, an application? I don't care what it is, but people send me uh, emails and I answer them a lot. And then other times I, an I answer them on the air, you know, and if you send me an email, if you tell me you want to be anonymous, I'll leave you anonymous. If you tell me, if you don't say anything, I might use your first name, but I won't give enough information away. Uh, but I chose, I got four questions that were sent in by listeners. And I think Angie's going to give us, going to read it to us, one of them. Um, yes, because I love this question. Um, and I know there's people out there that can relate to this. So my coworker is lazy. Our, my boss thinks he's great because he puts on a good show. What can I do without coming across like I'm a complainer? I think that's an excellent question. Um, I'd like to weigh in there. Um, I think one thing that's super important is the relationship that you have with your coworkers and your bosses. Um, Pete and Angie have created such a safe space for me that if I was in this situation, the first thing I would do is just pull them aside and be transparent and communicate to them how I'm feeling and why I feel that way. Because as intelligent as they are, they aren't mind readers, and I can't you know expect them to know how I'm feeling or why I'm feeling that way or for them to be able to observe all of that at all times. Oh, that's great. You know, and I think that's the answer. You, you hit on it, but not only uh, explain why you feel that. I mean, not only say this is how I feel, but here are some examples. If you're going to say someone's lazy, like this uh, person, uh, I'm not going to use the name. I see the name up there. I'm not going to, I almost <laughs> did. I almost said the person's name. Uh, it, it, if I'm going to say a person is lazy, I have to provide specific examples, okay? Because lazy is such a yeah. kind of a broad term. You know, hey, I just want to let you know um, that, you know, we'll use Angie as that, you know, <laughs> Angie, she only, you know, I know you were happy with our performance yesterday. I just want you to know I did seven of the ten uh, things that person did three. I want you to know that I arrived at X time. That person did this. I always quantify it and give examples as best I can. If I'm ever going to um, uh, complain about somebody else, and this kind of is, but it's like, I don't want to complain. I want to make you aware. I think a lot of your phraseology helps too when you present it to the boss or whoever it is. All right. And you got another question. What's the next question? Okay, this is one of my favorites, too. I love all these questions. Um, I need a raise. I'm underpaid. Suggestions? Um, find a new job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Quit I on the spot. No notice. <laughs> I would make sure that you 
take into account all of the responsibilities that you had when you initially started the job and maybe any of the workload that you've taken on additionally since you started. And don't be afraid, again, if you have that constant communication with your bosses to say, hey, I came in at this pay rate, but I've come in and I've implemented X, Y, and Z changes. And I think that if it's possible, I'd love to have an increase in salary. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, very good. Yeah. I think that's uh, very good. And again, you you mentioned uh, providing specifics. You know, yes. here's here's why. I, I always think, you know, if I, if someone's going to ask for a raise, number one, you have to be in good standing. All right. <laughs> if you just got your second written warning for something, don't ask for more money. For sure. Okay, because it ain't going to happen at that point. You have to be in good standing. You want to be in a position of power anytime you're negotiating. And asking for a raise is you're negotiating for more money. So you have to be in very good standing. I would say timing is critical. You know, that whole thing about awareness we talked about uh, with emotional intelligence and self-aware. Also being aware of your company. What are your company's circumstances right now? What are their budgets? Maybe, you know, it, uh, nobody's buying your product right now and they just did a layoff. It's not a great time uh, to ask for a raise. And also knowing data is king, right? And for me, if I do just a little bit of due diligence, I can look up, okay, I'm in the Southeast, I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, what's the mean income for this? How do I compare towards the the, the, the mean salary for this, this job? Am I at the top end, lower end? How many years of experience do I have? Would I be considered a senior or junior in the middle? You know, I have a right and I can use those analytics uh, to maybe quantify what I'm looking for. Look, I'm making 70. The average is 74. I think I'm a little bit better than average. I think you'd agree. I'd love to make 76. You know, I, I, uh, this is my home. Uh, you know, I, I think I, I'm uh, um, worthy of a little bit more. Right. And in the industry we're in, in staffing, it is a production-driven environment. So if our office is killing it, if I'm killing it, that's probably the best time to, you know, inquire about an, a pay increase. Maybe not so if it's, you know, at the end of the year and maybe the office or you aren't having the best month. So timing oh, again, I agree. Great point. And if you're in sales and commission selling... Yeah, like all of us, like all of us in the room, if instead of asking for a raise, the answer is, oh, well, sell more. Work harder. <laughs> you always give yourself a, a raise. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and ask the next one. Let's see. And um, the person, uh, uh, I can use the name, okay, Sarah, uh, said, I sent a lot of resumes out, but I have not received a single callback. Why do you think that is? Oh, can I take this one? Yeah, go ahead. So I'm going to say something very simple, and maybe it's a little old school, but send your resume very strategically, very targeted, number one. Don't blanket it into, a, you know, a pit of all these other resumes. But make a follow-up call. Hey, I sent my resume in. Have you seen it? My name is, you know, XYZ. Do the follow-up call. I can't tell you how many people I would have never even looked at their resume, and they made one simple call. Go ahead, Lexa. Sorry, I wanted to add that. No, just to add in there, I mean, at Ascendo, we are a staffing and recruiting agency, and we consistently help our candidates revise their resumes and tweak it to format to the excuse me specific position that they are trying to go for. So if you're not getting a lot of hits on your resume the way you formatted it, hit us up. I'm more than happy to help you redo your resume, and it could be something as simple as, like Angie said, tailoring it specifically to the job that you want. 
What if I'm a candidate looking for a job and, you know, a lot of candidates pay all these resume services. How much do you charge at Ascendo Resources for your resume advice? Absolutely free. You know, we're professional recruiters. We do it day in and day out. It doesn't take us long at all to tweak your resume. And it's something that I enjoy to do because I know at the end of the day, even if we don't help you find that right position, you can use that resume next time. Right. Great. You know, Sarah, I also tell you, if you sent out a whole bunch of resumes and nobody called you, there could be a reason your resume might suck. You know, that's <laughs> I, I would start there, you know, <laughs> and, and I would. And if you're you know, none of there's very few people that are if you're looking for a job, you might not be a professional resume writer. So I would take Alexis up on that and reach out to her at Ascendo Resources for some free coaching. She'll probably fix up your resume, help you quantify your experience in a manner that's going to help get, land you the job. And Angie's right. You don't just take a resume and, you know, like uh, throwing spaghetti against the wall and hoping something some of it sticks, right? The, the thing is, it has to be very targeted and very specific, and you have to apply for jobs you're qualified for. You know, I get some, <laughs> we post a job for a data scientist, and I get somebody that, you know, uh, is in a totally different field, right? And it's like, you're just spitting resumes out and everything. You're not qualified. You're just setting yourself up for disappointment. And like Angie said, too, is knowing who that person is that might be the hiring manager. A lot of times you send a resume and it's going to go in a stack of hundreds of others, depending on the size of the company, it might be thousands. And, you know, and a, a lot, if it's a large company, your first line that that resume goes to, the first uh, entity that looks at that resume at a company is usually not even a a human being. It's a bot that checks how much your criteria, uh, how much, how many matches there are on your resume towards the, the criteria that's asked for in the job description. So everybody's got to remember that. Oh, that music right there tells us we have to take a real quick break and listen to this message from our show sponsor. You're listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy on 104.5 WOKB. Hey, Jacksonville, it's me, Angie Langlois, one of the managing partners here at Ascenda Resources in Jacksonville, Florida. Ascenda Resources is an award-winning, certified minority-owned staffing firm that specializes in placing highly skilled professionals on a temporary, temp-to-perm, or direct hire basis. Call the true professionals at Ascendo today, because despite the current challenges, our talented recruiters can find exactly what you need. Call me, Angie Langlois, at 904 904- Four seven nine nine six one zero. Folks, welcome back. That was our show sponsor, Ascendo Resources. If you need any staffing help whatsoever, or you need help getting placed in a job or a temporary assignment, just reach out to the good folks at Ascendo Resources, and I promise you, you'll be glad you did. Alexis, why don't you read that next uh, uh, question? And again, if anybody has a work-related question or a topic you'd like to see addressed on the show, just send me an email. That email address is pete at petethejobguy.com. I'll answer them as best I can as they come in, but periodically, if it's a topic, if it's a question I know that can relate to a lot of different listeners, We'll read them live on the air. And if you don't want me to use your name, doggone it, I won't use your name. Okay, go ahead, Alexis. You read that next one. All righty. So this one's a write-in from Paul. He said, I'm a freshman in college and I'm majoring in marketing, but I'm thinking of changing my major. What would you suggest? 
He also said, P.S., my parents love your show, and they suggested I reach out to you. Oh, I love Paul. <laughs> oh, that, thank you, Paul. I like Paul's parents. Yeah. <laughs> so I love this question, number one, because I have a daughter that's a freshman at UNF, and she's kind of dealing with the same issue. Um, th- two things I would say. One, do, do some research. You're in college. You're doing research all the time. Do some research on what's hot right now, what's, in the, what's out there that you like, right? And make sure you do something that you have a passion for, right? But, but your parents would love for you to get a job that you actually get paid, (laughs) right? Like you get a pretty decent salary coming out of school. So my suggestion would be maybe finance and accounting. You know, that's a hot one. Data analytics, math, chemistry, Information technology. Yes. Anything that would bleed over to some of these major jobs that can land you a big paycheck. Right. And for some folks, there's different career paths, not all about college, you know, Uh, and uh, some of the college isn't for everybody. Anyway, my brother has been a master electrician. Gosh, he's 59 now. uh, And he had a crew of 100 people, you know, running a a thing. And he's very, very successful and always has been. Uh, He's an electrician. He didn't go to college, but that doesn't matter. He's smart as a whip and he's a good business person. You have trades. I have someone coming on in late January who's going to talk to career paths outside of college. He's going to share with you. He he didn't go to college, but he's an exceptional business person. And he's going to talk about his career paths and how smart it is and how important it is to go down the trade route. I mean, you know, if, you know, I don't have a trade. I, I can barely uh, do anything. I, I, I can sell, and, and I love uh, helping people. So uh, coming into staffing was like a hand slipping into a glove for me. So I love this kind of profession. So, Alexis, if people want to reach out, let's say, directly to you, and they want to work with you, let's say I'm a client, and, uh, oh, it's coming up to year end. Let's say uh, I'm, a, I'm a controller, and I need help. I need a, a few accountants to help maybe with a complicated year end end fiscal year end and they reach out to you for uh you know maybe to have accountants come for a month or something to help them out how do they get a hold of you well that's a great example because i actually do have people so controllers please reach out um <laughs> and you can reach me via email at a brown at ascendo ocendo.com or by my phone 904-862-2515 that's great. And I know like at Ascendo, you, you specialize, right? What, like, let's tell us about some of the specialty categories that uh, Ascendo Resources has in Jacksonville. Absolutely. Um, we have an accounting and finance division, information technology, financial services, healthcare, consulting, and even more so an administrative and customer service base. So if you need some people to chime in for a call center or, you know, temp receptionist if someone's on maternity leave or out sick um we could help yeah you know what i see too is let's say um a company has peak season coming up and they're they're having an influx of calls well it's, it's florida let's say a hurricane comes god forbid uh you know a lot of these insurance companies get a flood of calls claims you know this and that and they need customer service type you can supply customer service temps or claims examiners or accountants or you know a lot of different categories for uh, either a defined or undefined period of time on a temporary basis right Absolutely. I mean, even one of our best clients, we hire classes of 200 at a time for them. So we have the volume to assist on a high level or on a smaller level. So Alexis, so um, Pete and I are like the grandparents in the room right now. But (laughs) so for our young, younger generation out there that's maybe starting out their career and had some success like yourself, what what's some advice that you'd give to a new manager 
Great question. Um, one thing is to always have your listening ears on. Um, I always try my best to listen to my staff and hear them out, but also make sure that I'm communicating with them effectively. I know I mentioned that at the beginning of the segment is communicating is key. They need to know what's going on at all times from the top down so that we make sure we're managing them effectively. Yeah. Listening, communicating, being self-aware, right? Let's Emotional intelligence. <laughs> Emotional intelligence, <laughs> self-awareness, self-regulation, uh, knowing okay. social awareness. I mean, it's it's all part of it. You know, it's that's the some of the very things that Kelly Manel, our guest, told us. But you know what? You know what's happening right now? This is one of my favorite parts of the whole doggone show right now. This is where we get a Boston d update from Boston Danny. I want to remind everybody, if you have a special someone in your life that maybe has a birthday, an anniversary, or someone made your workday just a little bit brighter and you'd like to thank them for it, g give them a shout out. Just send me an email. Send your email to Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. I'll give it to Boston Danny, and Boston Danny will give your special someone a wicked piss a shout out like only Boston Danny can. With no further ado, let's get this week's Boston update from Boston Danny. Hello, Jacksonville. Danny here with your Northern Update. Well, finally got really cold down here in Boston. And, you know, we're dealing with some 20 degree uh, weather, but, you know, it's there what it is. They throw the wind at you. We had an Alberta clipper come down from Canada and just bring that Arctic cold right down on top of us. So when they say it's, uh, you know, 20 degrees out with a 20 mile an hour wind and it feels like 10 below it feels like 10 below when you're out there kids it's um it can be not fun but we know how to dress for it you put on an extra pair of socks another jacket nice hat take your skates go down to the frog pond on the common and do some skating or do a little sledding tobogganing up on the hills that's always a great sport take the kiddies with you just be careful got to keep your head on a swivel when you when you're sledding you never know who's going to come down and take you out like they're bowling so uh you know and you know a lot of the time we just enjoy our sports you know the celtics and the bruins they're on the west coast so it makes for a little bit longer game it's you know a little bit a little bit harder because you got you know it's a school night you gotta get up for work in the morning but we do it we get it through watching our patriots we got ourselves a wild card did something i didn't expect but we're doing it well we're getting it through we watch there and we enjoy ourselves up here um, you know, we got a, a, a Northeaster came down Friday night. Sometimes when they come in, like off the water like that, the water's a little bit warmer. So we don't get all the snow, but we get some of it. But let me tell you, up in the White Mountains, they got about two feet of snow. So I'm very happy. I'm probably skiing as you guys are listening to this right now. But enough of that. You know, you send me your shout outs. I love doing them for your folks. I love wishing you the happy birthday. So we got some. I want to wish a wicked piss of birthday to Paula Lund Gray, and that's from her husband, Dan. Uh, David Virgil, Vigil, you get yourself a happy birthday, too. And uh, Bobby Lynn Dawson, happy birthday. All the, all the kudos for you. And uh, Paul Ricardo, have yourselves a wicked piss of day. Do something nice for yourself if nobody else is going to. It's your day. And I got a special anniversary here, and this is a happy 40th anniversary to Kevin and Marion Mayor. That's how we say it up here, folks. You could call it Mega. I don't know, but you're Irish as you get. You're called Mayor. And uh, Kevin, he wants Marianne to know that they have many more exciting chapters to write in their love story. And this, if that doesn't melt your cold heart, nothing else will. Congratulations, kids. You know, keep it together. Nothing like marrying your best friend. Brothers and sisters in Jacksonville, those are your shout-outs. Get them out to me. Let's uh, 
Enjoy your weekend. Let's not forget our first responders, all our military personnel, retired and uh, active duty, all your doctors and nurses keeping you safe out there, the people the people that we uh, love to see when we're in trouble, Doc, uh, policemen and firefighters. So just remember that, kids. Uh, listen to the show. Peter and Angie got great dynamics. They're another love story happening, and uh, the, the guests are just great. So enjoy yourselves, and I'll talk to you next week. Oh, Boston, Danny, thank you. I love getting the weather report in doggone Boston. Deal? I hope you survived the blizzards, my man. I know what it's like up there and your Boston teams. I can't believe the Patriots are still in the wild card, but I'm happy for you, my man. All right, Alexis Brown, Managing Director of Temporary Staffing Services at Ascendo Resources here in Jacksonville. I'm going to give you this question. Uh, uh, Alexis, if, if I had a time machine, and you could get in it and go back in time. And you go back and meet your 18, 19-year-old version of yourself. You could walk right up to you, put your hand on your shoulder, look yourself right in the eye and say to your younger self, hey, I want to give you this advice, young Alexis. What advice would you give your younger self? I would look at myself and say, first, keep doing what you're doing. Keep working so hard because it will pay off in the future. But then I'd also probably tell myself, Whenever you start making all this money, please start saving um, and budgeting because, <laughs> I mean, that's just like the biggest thing, I think. <laughs> oh, see, that's good advice. You know, it, it, it's I love it when people get introspective uh, and they, they you know, continue down the path you're on. Work hard. It will pay off. You're going to like you. You're going to like your older version. I promise yes. you. Uh, you're great. One more time. Let's get your contact information out. Um, Alexis Brown, so a brown at ascendo.com. And my number is 904-862-2515. You can text or call me. All right, Alexis, thank you for being on. Guys, our guest today up front was Kelly Manel. Kelly Manel is an emotional intelligence expert. Uh, she does coaching. She creates programs for, for uh, people to help them uh, improve their EI uh, quotient and, uh, and be more effective at all things in life, including business. Uh, Kelly can be reached at kelly at eiglobal.net. Uh, kelly Manel, I highly recommend her. Guys, you just did it. For crying out loud, you listened to Hard Worker with Pete, the job guy, and I want you to go out there and have a super week. Work hard because that is the key ingredient to any recipe and success. Thanks, guys.